Wow, that's so funny. Two broke gays? Two broke gays? Two broke gays? Hey listeners, welcome back to Two Broke Gays, the podcast with you can see if me, Kevin Sullivan, and she, Jenna Cordes, ever find someone to love them as much as they love themselves. Oh, oh I thought you were going to say each other. No, I was going to, and then I was like, no, that's something she would say. Oh, I see. The kindness aspect is what threw you off. Yeah, I was like, that feels <laughs> gross and wrong. <laughs> oh so my I god! It. So it is October 1st, people. We did it. I don't know what we did, but we've lived till October. I saw a tweet the other day and was like, hey guys, um, <laughs> do we skip Easter? <laughs> And everyone's minds were, like, blown. They're like, I seriously don't remember Easter. And I'm like, no, we did. I think we did skip it. No, I think instead of Easter this year, it was Tiger King season. Mm-hmm. Like, that's right when that came out. Yeah, I think we got Easter baskets. Yes, I did get an Easter basket from Mama. Wow. Church was closed and shit. So, Or at least it should have been. You know, there's the special ones that are open. I'm sure and- the self-baptist bullshit blah blah was open and they're all dead now oh that's not funny (laughs) no uh it's not uh there's a lot of stuff that's not funny these days uh yeah everything that comes out of my fucking mouth podcast (laughs) let's do our funnies while the world explodes behind us as a backdrop (laughs) oh my god it's how it feels i was actually did we talk about me praying for the asteroid the other day? We did. We've covered your desire Good. for the yeah, asteroid. Yeah, I'm still to lighting us. the candles and doing things and being witchy, looking up asteroid spells. Nice. So, well, here we are. Happy fall. <laughs> Happy fall as you write your sad book. How's it going? Um, my book's going great. I actually was reminded of, so if you're just tuning in or this is your first time listening, Kevin and I like to go over the projects that we're working on at the beginning as sort of like an update. I'm working on a book, which is a collection of essays about my dating life in Las Vegas. And truth be told, there's kind of some overhang. Like I talk a little bit about, you know, dating in Michigan, a little bit about dating in LA, but um, mostly it's focused on Las Vegas. And I just had this story come to me the other day that I completely forgot. Um, The fun thing about being a woman is that oftentimes there've been so many assaults, you just forget them. Um, But I had this, I had this story come to me that I forgot about in France and, um, you know, just, it was really interesting time. Well, anyway, I could go on and on. But I'm, I've got about 40 pages now. I'm doing a lot of research for it. And yeah, I'm really excited about the book. Uh, I keep forgetting. Cool. Thank all- you for giving us nothing. <laughs> well, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know like how much I should talk about, you know? It's funny because you just talked around your book. Well, I said, how's it going? And you're like, it's really funny. Here's a story about nothing. And then also... <laughs> It's going great. Thanks, Kev. Back to like, <laughs> is it mostly about women or men? Because Jenna has is queer. Oh, oh this is uncomfortable. <laughs> that was fun to watch. That was really um, fun well, because I I didn't um, I honestly didn't know if you if you say you're poly or pan or queer or you know I actually I know you say queer. Yes. And so that I, I would guess be it. I guess you did know. Yeah, I say queer. I guess because I did know, but... Um, I guess you could technically say pan. Also, it's something but I just, would like to check in on because I don't it think is evolving. someone has to 
just be queer, you know, especially on a journey. I'm on a like, queer I'm journey. gay. It's not going to change. Gay, 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 gay. Call me gay for the rest of my life. That's what it is, right? Because um, <laughs> I've tried the other pool and I hate it. Uh, it's too cold. You so, dipped your toe in. Oh, just a toenail. And uh, as long as I've known you, you dated women. And then you recently were in a relationship with a man. So it, you know, I'm yeah. here for that journey and your experience. So yeah. it is good to check in on. It's good to check if, in. I've come to the conclusion that uh, uh, I don't identify as bisexual because I, I'm not just attracted to um, gender binary people. Like I'm not just attracted to men or women. I'm also attracted to people who are non-binary um, and like might not be like strictly defining in that way. So I guess you could say pan, but I also feel like labels are not necessarily right for me. So queer is the non-label label. I queer is the umbrella. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, and that's sort of what I take comfort under that umbrella. Yeah, like literally, you can stand under my umbrella no matter what's in your pants. Can you be gay and non-binary? Yeah. Yeah, I was like toying. I was toying with the idea of being non-binary. Um, as PC as that sentence was, uh, and to go against everything we stand for when we're choosing how we um, are. No, I. Um, you were doing some I, identity exploration. That's yes, like a better I way was to say doing that, identity because I, I love to paint my nails. I love to get my hair done. I like a lot of feminine things, and I've like a. If you've seen me in person, I mean, sometimes I come off as very like cis, straight acting, but I am. Um, then I was like, non-binary seems like it might be more my thing, like it might be who I am. And then I was like, fuck that shit, I'm just Kevin. And then I was like, no, I hate my fucking name. I'm not even Kevin. <laughs> I don't like any of these labels. Yeah. So I understand. Um, but I think it's also something that culture, like culturally in, in America, especially, we need to kind of get just used to asking. Like, yeah, it, it might be a little uncomfy for a second because I was like, wait, because of recent exploration like maybe she's pan i don't know yeah no i mean so i guess you, you could say that but it's funny um you know the the eight-year-old that is literally a queer icon in my brain that i uh you know she's my co-worker she's my best friend she's eight years old it's totally normal um she said to me the other day oh but if you weren't queer you'd basically be bisexual and then i said and if you weren't a lesbian you'd basically be straight and she looked at me like i had <gasps> slapped her across I'm the face shooketh. and i said how does it feel? And she goes, I get it now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> what an enlightened conversation you had. And also, what a great quick retort to something like that. It took me a while to come up with it, but I finally got her. Because she's always like, but basically. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, there's no basically in our complex yeah. human life and but, you know, she is, and she is eight years old. She told me the other day when we were arguing over a Barbie dress, she said, Jenna, you're 30 years old and you're fighting me on this polka dot Barbie dress. And I said, guess what? I'm 31. And she goes, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, okay, I don't have to be here anymore. I am not on the clock. Except I came <laughs> over here. I came over here specifically for this Barbie dress. Okay, I'm digging my own grave. Yeah, no, she, she slays, but it's funny. I had... Um, so wait, wait, wait. Okay, you say this thing, but then I have a question. Okay, but... Well, I was going to bring up bisexuality and bi-visibility day the other yeah. day. Yeah! 
I actually like commented like a, I was like honesty alert like I'm going to come clean with how I've always talked about bisexual men and it's uh it's something that I didn't realize as I was saying it I was just being like the funny gay guy because a lot of us said we we're bi to transition into like coming out and fully accepting ourselves so admitting that there are bi actually bi men in the world just kind of like further talk like just is like oh i was lying you know like i was gay yeah. time, or whatever it's just like this weird i know There's thing like we have against bi men specifically and i was like i've said some really biphobic things i didn't think were biphobic at the time and now i see like it's the basically error, error like saying way. someone like it's a choice to me right. like, and whatever and my we will have someone on soon that is uh by captain um my ex-boyfriend's bisexual and he actually like came out while we were together and so i've been formerly biphobic it was kind of taught to me by the lesbians who raised me um as a lesbian that like if you're a lesbian woman someone and you're say raised by wolves <laughs> <laughs> if you're a lesbian I'll and you say you're bisexual I'm lesbian um, okay can i talk or what's going on over there how we doing I don't know. I can't hear you. Okay. Well, do something about it because I'm speaking. Um, so, yeah. I had my green tea. Um, okay. Now I'm nervous. Now the attention's on me. Um, I'm panicking. So, yeah. It was, like, taught to me by the community that raised me, raised by wolves, um, that, like, bisexual women were straight women who were trying to have fun, have an experience. And I really like, I really like held on to that. I think also because I had dated men. And so some of my ex-girlfriends like would say mean things to me about me actually being straight. And so I guess my anecdote for that was to really double down on like hardcore lesbianism, but like that wasn't my experience actually. And so I feel I had a lot of coming to terms with like my biphobia and like realizing how wrong I had been. I think when you are, for me personally, I was like smug. And so then the universe slapped me in the face and was like, here's a man that you love. And I was like, Oh fuck. And then it was like, here's a man that you love. Guess what? He's also bisexual. And that was hard because I was like, well, we're together. Is it something about me that made you realize like you're attracted to men, you know, AKA I don't want to fuck you because you're gross, like sort of my insecurity. But now I can be like, I actually loved that about him. I thought it was one of the I would definitely date a bi guy again. I thought it was one of the many cool things about him and his life and how he was. Um, I would talk about him like he's dead. He's still very much alive. <laughs> Question. Yes, you can speak now. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was just wondering. I, it's hard to get an in. So um, it's not like a tennis match here. It's just two trains going at each other. <laughs> not so much the back and forth here. You just set timers like a chess game. And go, click, my turn. No, I was just saying it's interesting that I actually hadn't thought about the, like, lesbians thinking it's a straight girl playing by just for an experience, and gay guys think by men are just gay guys claiming to be bi to fit better in society and won't yeah. accept it. So, interesting. We will circle back on this. Um, yeah, no, we're definitely going to have some more bi people on. Maybe, you know, maybe we could even have my ex-boyfriend on. We'll see. Great. Um, but I need to get a, a, over all my biphobic shit before I would date a bi guy, but I would like to date a bi guy, someone that, that's open-minded, but I need to get over my shit You're first. still in the process. See, I feel like I'm over mine now. I'm just like, yeah, like you are who you are. I don't care what 
a minor subconscious like deep deep down yeah like- yeah my thing is though i just am a monogamous person i i know we had like that great podcast with kevin DeKemp where i was like oh my god i would love to not be but i just am and, and that's I, okay like, slid over closer and started tickling his <laughs> knee uh <laughs> i'm like what you're you you ha- there's a chance okay <laughs> he's um, so he's so hot I know, I just, and I could, like, be like, Kevin, uh, uh, Kevin, you, Kevin, no, you, Kevin, Kevin, scared. Okay, are you okay, melting uh, down? Are you melting down? So, the question oh. I was going to ask you about 15 minutes ago is, what's going on with your movie? What's going on with the uh, horror thriller? It's October, it's well, spooky we season. We really circled around. We're actually not going to get to anything we wanted to talk about, because <laughs> these are fucking runaway trains. I My movie is... Um, a lot of work it's it gets to be more work every day no matter how much work i put into it it seems like that just makes more work to be had <laughs> which is i think always the case i was just blind to it i had 30 pages written it was half draft half outline and after my meeting yesterday i have to go back to just outlining i have to like redo another outline it'll be like my fifth or sixth one yeah. Because there was so much structural damage done to the building. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also realized it was kind of my fault because I gave them too much dialogue. And that was dialogue I just wrote for myself to figure out right. the story. Yeah, it's hard and to so, know, like, what's to tr- what to turn in. Yeah. So and I thought, just do as much as you can and show them everything wrong. <laughs> Things I need for my creative process, which I don't plan on keeping. Like, I write dialogue and scenes to start to figure out who the characters are and where they need to go. But I know it's not dialogue that's going to stay. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, no, but that's not real dialogue. It's too late. Right. They, it's it. like, they why... know. They heard it. They saw it. And now they're confused. And it's you know, my fault because I gave it to them. This actually happens a lot uh, at much at higher, higher stakes. Like, I know you're in a high stakes situation, but... Um, often when we're pitching, there's like a fine line between too much information, because if you give the execs too much information and it's changeable or you're not attached to it, uh, they will latch on and be like, well, we're not sure about that one thing. And it's like, oh, actually, I'm not sure about that either. I just put that there as an idea. But it's like, no, you kind of got to suck all that out and just leave the the bones Really wish we had this convo a couple weeks ago. And that's what I said. I'm like, next, I'm Friday. I didn't say this to them. I have another meeting Ugh, tomorrow. I'm just bringing in the bones and things mm-hmm. I'm like solid on because yeah. it was happening. I was like, this isn't the movie I wanted to write anymore. And they're worried about, because it's a gay film and a gay villain, they're worried about that. But then whenever I have an open-ended, well, I was thinking this, that, the other, and then they come in with like all these ideas and things that they want. And I was like, uh, I was like, if also, if you're worried about the gay community too, just let the gay guy write it. But I've given too many openings for ideas. Yeah. So I'm learning. That's this awesome. The first time it's, I've ever had anyone want to make anything I've written. So. That's cool. It's like you're literally in film school right now. Um, also, which is of usually writing, like $200,000. So great job for you. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Hashtag. Um, I'm tired. But we both uh, we have a big announcement. Um, we both got rejected from WB today. Yes, Woo! Writers Workshop. Yes. I didn't think we could do it, but we did it. 
2,500 submissions, zero Jennas and Kevins. All right. Zero Jennas and Kevins. But you know what always gives me a lot of hope? Nothing. <laughs> These days, nothing. Not much. Um, you know, my boss, who is a badass and has like, she's the bold type and gossip girl and sweet, vicious and all this cool shit. She always reminds me she got rejected from the Disney program. And, and now, and now she'd be running Disney. Well, not anymore. Now we're 20th, but you know. Yeah, but we 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 be at that Disney building in that in that cafe. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the cafeteria. We were in the cafeteria. So suck on that, WB. Suck on that. Yeah, no, we I'm ate not... at the Disney cafeteria. To be honest, <laughs> applying for the fellowships for me is more of an exercise of imposing deadlines that make me get shit done. It's not so much. You know, it's not so much like I expect to get in. Oh. It's like every year that I do it, my scripts get better. My essays get better. Like I'm becoming better. So like I don't expect to get in, but I expect to have a career in this. I, I don't fully expect it to get in. Honestly, I'm going to be crying in a corner for the rest of the day wondering why. Why? I mean, your stuff was good, but it wouldn't have been, you know, you wouldn't have got it to that place without that deadline. Absolutely. Um, all right, those are our updates. Next, we're going to move on to uh, my favorite section. Um, shall we? Bow, 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 wow, bow, wow, bow, wow, bow, wow. Bow. It's Bingy Bitch. Bingy Bitch. The portion of the co- podcast where we talk about what we've been binging, whether that's people, food, tequila, uh, TV, or movies. I like the part where you say, like, the first few are Jenna's, the second Yeah, few. tequila was for sure mine. Yeah. Um, okay, so Benji. And the so last t- one would be yours. What was the last oh, wait. one? Psych. Last one was movies. Oh, nope. yeah, I hate movies. She fucking um, hates movies. Okay, so I'm going to do a food binge this week. Um, Hell yeah. I have been taking Trader Joe's prosciutto, and I've been wrapping it around. Uh, <laughs> Your fingers? <laughs> I'm just sucking it off like a fruit roll-up. Um, <laughs> No, I've been uh, wrapping it around. Trader Joe's has these new little brie bites. They're like mini wheels of brie cheese. And I've been just wrapping the prosciutto around it and popping it in my mouth. It's disgusting and delicious. Um, That's the trashiest charcuterie board I've ever heard. (laughs) It's a charcuterie board in your hand. Um, It's charcuterie fingers. (laughs) Ooh, cooter fingers. Okay. Uh, I went to the park with my friends. And we were doing like a little rosé night. I got wasted because I did like an exercise class and then I didn't eat enough of the prosciutto bites. Uh, And so I had like one glass of wine. And um, But the point of all of this is to tell you about a man. I want to talk about a man who approached us. I know, I know. Let me get to this. Okay. This man approached us. He was hot as fuck. He had a little dog named Roy. She was adorable. And then Malone like went over to him. And he ever so gently cleaned the eye boogers out of her eyes and said, oh, what do you got there, Malone? And I, I don't, I still don't know why I didn't leave with him. Um, That's called being a woman. Oh, okay. I was like, wow, she really took this uh, bingey bitch and turned it into uh, <laughs> a park love I'm story. obsessed with people. Yeah. Well, I binge people. You know that. You do binge people. But you didn't binge that man. So No. Roy's daddy got away. <laughs> um, it's funny. He just left my apartment. Uh, what a good <laughs> night I had. Okay. What was His yours? His dog did is you, still here playing with my dog. I'm babysitting. Third? Okay. It's too far now. It's going on. It's going on. She's kinda, getting jealous. Kind of like my park story. 
Okay. He's getting jealous. What if he just popped in and was like, hey, are you still? Oh, I'd be like, where's daddy? That's how you name Malone's name. I'm like, can you just go wipe the eye boogers off that dog's face? Its name's Malone. (laughs) Tell us about your binge. I was hiding behind a tree. Okay. (laughs) This week I have, (laughs) I finished my binge from last week with the third day from Witchy Law on HBO. And Mm -hmm. it does... And one of the reviews, it said this, uh, this made it more something, but not necessarily, it made it more clear, but not necessarily better. And that is how I felt about it. About the third episode? It didn't, all of it, now, then all of it, you're just like, wait, what the fuck? There's so many holes in that story. Like, why this? Why did he do that? And also, why is, why did they make him a psychotic, like, have psychotic episodes? It made it just so confusing. Mm-hmm. And I tweeted about it. And I was like, wow, when I'm an actual, like, writer that people know, I'm not going to be able to, to fucking word vomit on, you know, these reviews like that. Because it was not nice. Anyway, didn't like it. Don't recommend it. Just Wow, you were pretty into the first two episodes. I'm surprised. The first episode was amazing, the way they hooked you. Mm-hmm. And then the story just got really murky and lost. Like, they were trying to do too many things. And, like, yeah. they were trying to be so smart with, like, intertwining all these stories. And, like, oh, wow, now I... What they think people are going to want to do is go back and rewatch it. And that's f- couldn't be further from the truth. I never yeah. want to see an, even an ad for it ever again. <laughs> wow. Uh, and then my last binge is a longboard beer, a courtesy of Ventura. I went home with the family, drank longboards and white claws. Nice. They have like a summer mix or fall mix, whatever. And I had every single one in there, and it was great. I love that for you. I drank 12. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to sneeze. Can you introduce the next segment? Yeah, so the next segment is it's cringy, bitch. This is where we talk about the cringiest thing we have seen in the media, on TV, in the mirror, wherever. This week's subject is the 2020 (laughs) presidential debate. You guessed it, the debate. I am still cringing. I'm sweaty just thinking about it. I really don't even know what to say. Like, can you kick this off? I have such a hard time even discussing this. I will personally say that I wish Sleepy Joe would have just slept through that debate. Um, I don't really call him Sleepy Joe, but, like, he's not good at this. He gets steamrolled. He gets a little befuddled. And what he has to say when he actually gets to talk is cool. Like, I liked his tax plan. It was the only thing of substance that anyone talked about all night. Yeah. I was like, ooh, what is that? Numbers? (laughs) great but like other than that it's they did this he did that in the past he did that and we all know it's just like it's they're just throwing turds at each other it's yeah. it was dumb it was Trump really shut the fuck up it was really hard to listen to it was embarrassing and yeah i i'm biden's already like he already has my vote i don't need and then the racist bullshit where Trump couldn't denounce white supremacists. Sure. You, no one should need more than that. Yeah, it's so crazy. The debate, the pres, the the fucking election should have ended after that. Yeah, I, I stand don't know. back and stand by. Mm. I, I truly don't know what's going to happen to us. I, I, I'm, I don't know. It's going to be a civil war. I, I really don't think we, we. I, I really do think we're headed for like separation again, like. I want Kalexit to still happen. 
What's Calexit? Where California exits. Oh, okay. I thought that was but like, we could also like, call uh, it Calexico. I know that already exists. <laughs> yeah. But like, if Mexico feels like buying us, I wouldn't be opposed. What about Calida, where we just kind of join forces with Canada? Calanada? <laughs> Calanada. These sound like uh, hot women. Caligon? How about we're a fucking planet? <laughs> Um, I saw this thing that made me laugh out loud. I forget what it was. It was like a reel on Instagram or something, but it was like gender reveal parties in 2035. And um, this person like looks at the earth and blows it up with their x-ray vision and (laughs) says, it's a boy. Oh my God. (laughs) Too true. Too soon. Uh, Also, okay. We got two minutes left. You got to go too? Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna move on to our last episode. Last episode. Ah, segment. The world is and ending. Also, we do have six minutes, just in case, because you're getting a little antsy. Oh, that's why I was getting antsy. But I, th- I, th- I was eavesdropping on your conversation before, and I thought it was um, at the 15 mark that you had to leave. No, I, I don't have to leave. Oh. Oh, that was. I was just scheduling a meeting for someone else. Yeah. Oh, should have clarified that. Yeah. Sorry about that. I you should just- have. You were because just hearing I was eavesdropping. You were just hearing me be an assistant. Oh my god, sit back. Let's try. Do you want to revisit any of those <laughs> fucking segments? <laughs> let's revisit biphobia. No, I'm kidding. I, you're That's like, when let's you're revisit afraid of Joe Biden. When I was talking about a man. <laughs> Roy's daddy. Okay, sorry Can't, about that. Oh, the weight of a man. The, the weight of a man. I'll, I'll never okay. feel it again. Reading Rainbow. Except for when I do a push-up. <laughs> that was not your best, but I love you. And I want you to know that. Thank you. Um, okay, so Kevin, let's talk about Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow is, uh, honestly, it's still pretty new to us. It's kind of where we just read, read you guys shit that we either like, or the first time it was actually because I thought it was going to be something <laughs> funny, and it just ended up being the darkest poem. <laughs> I thought Bukowski was Sidaris. Um, so, I actually now, do have something by David Sedaris this week. That I wanted to read to you. And then I think we're going to check out some of your tweets. Right, Kevin? Yeah. Okay, so this is from David Sedaris, Me Talk Pretty One Day. Oh my Uh, god, I love that book. It's so good. Um, So this is a passage where he's talking about his guitar teacher who would routinely talk about him grabbing the guitar like it was a woman. Okay? He'd arrange Joan in my lap, pick up Beth and tell me to follow along. You need to believe you're playing an actual woman, he'd say. Just grab her by the neck and make her holler. Mr. Mancini had a singular talent for making me uncomfortable. He forced me to consider things I'd rather not think about. The sex of my guitar, for instance. If I honestly wanted to put my hands on a woman, would that automatically mean I could play? Gretchen's teacher never told her to think of her piano as a boy. Neither did Lisa's flute teacher, though in that case, the analogy was fairly obvious. (laughs) On the off chance that sexual desire was all it took, I steered clear of Lisa's flute, fearing I might be labeled a child prodigy. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That made me laugh. Oh, skin flutes. (laughs) So funny. I never played the flute. I did. Well, skin. I mean, I never played the, like, the band one. Yeah. You did? Yep. Did you play the recorder also? No, I did the flute and the piccolo. I was actually a competitive flautist in high school. A flautist? Your girl could flout. 
Ooh, I can pick a low, pick a low, pick, pick a low. My hands up high, my feet down low. This is how we pick a low. Um, I was a saxophone player and a cellist. My brother was, did the saxophone. I was good at neither. He could really, really play. You've got a friend in me, my brother. Got, I honestly only wanted to play because of I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. There's like a the best sax solo ever. Wait, uh, in what? Sorry, I was singing over you. Whitney Houston inspired me. Uh, I Will Always Love You, the saxophone in there. And I never practiced, so I would just pose at the concerts for photos. <laughs> And I liked um, the cello because you could sit down the whole time. Oh, that's, yeah, that's rich. Not remembering that you have to carry that fucking piece of shit to school every day. Huge. Yeah. No I had wheels. A, I had a few minutes in my life where I told the flute teacher I wanted to play the French horn. And they were like, all you got to do is jam your uh, fist up in the horn. And I was like, well, this will be fine. And, uh, but it was, it, it wasn't, it was terrible at it. I couldn't do it. I never mm. was able to get the mouthpiece on like the trumpet, the French horn, I could only do the flute. Oh, I was good at the um, sax, like, because mm, it's <laughs> the that reed? face, and I make yeah. that face all the, like something sour face. <laughs> it's like, ooh, my cheeks hurt. I'm like, I'm fine. Move on. I was in marching band. It was a whole thing. Oh, um, okay, band. Kevin, read us some of your tweets. Reading Rainbow. All right. Reading Rainbow. And I know that none of you have heard these before because none of you fucking follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I have no followers. Uh, all right. This one's great. Really uplifting. No likes. 12.54 a.m. I'm not single. I'm sad. There's a difference. Wow. Yeah. Real banger. Researched van living today. How are you doing? That was at 12.52 a.m. Back okay, to back. So, so that's really when you hit your stride. That's, yep. I was really, I just do them one, like three at a time. Okay, give us some more. Um, give us some more. Oh, I asked the universe. Hi, universe. I need a writer's assistant job or get in a writer's room, even if it's as a fluffer. And then I tweeted right afterwards, someone take away my fucking phone, please. <laughs> so you were kind of catching yourself on that one. Yeah. And now I have a couple saved ones. This is going to be great. Will you do my favorite one? Why the fuck does anyone need a billion dollars? People are fucking hungry, you fucking fucks. <laughs> That's a good one. But my favorite one is... Oh. You know what Wait. it is. <laughs> um, is it the one... <laughs> Wow, this really blew up. <laughs> you could check out my Instagram at Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, I like that a lot. Two I likes. Love, I love the idea of just plopping down. Wow, this really blew up. People say that all the time. So much. Wow, I didn't expect it. It's like, okay, at some point, we and need to stop And then the next tweet surprised. under, it's like, since you guys are all here, yeah. follow, f buy my EP. And you're like, no, I was no. just here for the main event. <laughs> but I thought maybe if I just posted... Hey, this really wow! This really blew up. People would be like, "What did?" And then, like, I know. I actually thought they would too. I thought that was the funniest thing. They didn't. Um, here's one: seven thirteen p.m. nine six twenty. My mirrors are being so rude. <laughs> I, I remember that one. Um. Oh, okay. At Adele, 
no pressure, but we are going to need an album to help us heal from 2020. The worst boyfriend we have ever had. That's really Four funny. retweets, five likes. Did she answer you? Oh, yeah. She actually <laughs> called me. Uh, and then my last one is the grossest thing on McDonald's menu is Dasani. <laughs> Good. The sauna tastes, tastes like straight up salt. Literally, I'd rather. I guess eat... they'll never sponsor us now. Oh, I'd well. rather eat their food, which, like, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's. Those are my tweets. So, uh, if that <laughs> made you feel a certain kind of way, go ahead and follow me on Twitter. Um. Well, that's kind of our show. That's kind of our show. Uh, we're gonna introduce more segments. Also, like, so if you guys have suggestions or things you would like to hear, you can DM us on Instagram at Two yeah. Broke Gays Podcast. Or text us if you have our numbers, because you're probably our friend. Honestly, none of my friends listen. Just <laughs> kidding. I, they're going to be listening right now and be like, yeah. fuck off, you yeah. fucking fuck. Uh, yeah, text us, tweet us, text us. DM us. All uh, right. And we'll shout you out. Okay. I don't want to get off today. I'm like really in it because I have so much to do. Also, this is part of procrastination. Okay, guys, you've been listening to. <laughs> to Jenna, <laughs> kick me off the pod. To two. Broke. Bro. One gay and one queer person. Yay. Yay. Love you. Bye. Bye.